Hello, and welcome to the Killer Cuties podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Cassidy, and I've seen almost every horror movie out there. And I'm KD, and before we started, I'd seen almost none of them. So join us each week as I attempt to make a horror fan out of KD. As a warning, we will be discussing spoilers and some uncomfortable topics that may be in the plots, so feel free to check out the film on DoesTheDogDie.com first to check for any triggers before listening. Today, we're going to be talking about the 1980 film that wanted to capitalize off of Halloween's success, the slasher film Friday the 13th. Let's get spooky. Can I kick us off with a quick summary? Yes, please. Okay. In 1958, at Camp Crystal Lake, two counselors sneak into a cabin to have sex, where an unseen assailant murders them. In present day, camp counselor and cook Annie Phillips is driven halfway to the reopened Camp Crystal Lake by truck driver Enos. Enos warns her about the camp's troubled past, beginning with a young boy drowning in Crystal Lake in 1957. After being dropped off at the halfway point, Annie hitches another ride from an unseen person who eventually slashes her throat. At the camp, counselors Ned, Jack, Bill, Marcy, Brenda, and Atlas, along with the camp owner Steve, refurbish the cabins. As a thunderstorm approaches, Steve leaves for supplies. Ned sees someone walk into a cabin and follows. While Jack and Marcy have sex, they are unaware of Ned's dead body above them. When Marcy leaves for the bathroom, Jack's throat is pierced with an arrow. The killer then kills Marcy next with an axe. Brenda hears a little boy's voice calling for help and ventures outside where the lights turn on and Brenda screams. Worried by their friend's disappearances, Alice and Bill investigate. They find the axe in Brenda's bed and the phone's disconnected. Steve returns. The unseen killer stabs him. When the power goes out, Bill goes to check on the generator. Alice then finds his body pinned with arrows through the door. She flees to the main cabin where Brenda's body is thrown through the window Mrs. Voorhees, a middle-aged woman who claims to be a friend of Steve, then arrives. She reveals that her son, Jason, was the young boy who drowned in 1957, and she blames his death on neglect by the counselors because they were having sex instead of supervising him. Revealing herself as the killer, she attempts to kill Alice. At the shore, they struggle until Alice is able to decapitate her. Exhausted, Alice falls asleep inside a canoe that floats out on Crystal Lake. When she awakens, Jason's decomposing corpse drags her into the lake, at which point she awakens in a hospital, surrounded by a police sergeant and medical staff. The sergeant says there was no sign of a boy at the lake, to which Alice says, then he's still there. Bum, bum, bum. Like 20 movies later, he is still there. <laughs> there is. Also, that summary was wildly overworked. I feel mm. like it could have lots of people get killed. It was Mrs. Voorhees and that could have been the end of it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely could have been shorted. We should say that that specific uh, uh, synopsis <laughs> was taken from Wikipedia. So. Directly. <laughs> just just uh, to, to give credit where credit's due. I think a lot of the times we do write them ourselves but sometimes we run short on time and wikipedia yeah. is our friend <laughs> yep Mobby. <laughs> we've all been there we've all been there um yeah 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 but i think honestly what we kind of talked about this with evil dead too it's like i feel like a lot of plots you can shorten to just a sentence or two you know this one didn't really have a plot. It had a backstory, 
That's isn't that part of a plot? No. I wouldn't say it is. I don't think it has the most intricate plot ever, but it's got no. a plot. Um it was filmed at a real camp in New Jersey. They still have yeah. a whole wall of memorabilia for the film, so definitely they still do camps there? Yeah, it's still active. It's still operational. Like a oh, Boy Scout cute. camp. I think they required them to like make a donation to the Boy Scouts of America in order to film there. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know if it's still a Boy Scout camp, but still operational, yes. Nice. Very cool. Yeah. The uh, the sound, you know, that they make. Mm, the, kiki like, ma ma ma. Kiki. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's the composer. Just saying that. He came up with that really iconic sound, and and he's the one to voice it. I love that for him. Yeah, you love composers. I really do. You if there's it. a fun fact about a composer. I will find it. Yeah, I and, you, and I can count on you to do that. <laughs> yes, correct, correct. Yeah, yeah. It is crazy though how many things that are like iconic in this series, like the Kiki Ki Mama Ma is very iconic. I think they still use that throughout. Oh, yeah. Um. But, like, there's so many things that are so iconic with the Friday the 13th series that are just not in this film at all. Yeah. Jason's not really in this film. The mask isn't in this film. I don't even think the mask is in the sequel. I want to say they don't get that until, like, the third one. Wow. Um, yeah. But there was there was one critic, and forgive me because I, I forgot to write down his name, but he said that this is the best slasher series ever. And the reasoning behind it <laughs> is because... Every other franchise is trying to live up to the first movie, which is great. And they can't do it. They can't ever replicate, like, the brilliance of the first movie. And he's like, this one, the first movie's not really that good. <laughs> so they don't have to live up to it. They can just yeah. be consistently decent for the rest of the series. And that's, you know, that's what makes it the best is the consistency. And I don't necessarily agree that it's the best. It's not my personal favorite. But... I kind of get what he's saying. <laughs> yeah. That I mean, I I would agree with that if the director of the original movie didn't outwardly say he was purposefully riding the coattails of Halloween. Oh, 100%. The writer Victor Miller straight up admitted he was just trying to capitalize off the success of Halloween. They even asked the producer of Halloween to produce this. They said no. Um and like earmuffs for you because you haven't seen these two next movies that I'm about to mention. But they also ripped off parts of Carrie. They ripped off parts of Psycho. Like there's many things that they just kind of absolutely took from other horror movies and put it in there. And you know, honestly, kind of props to them for admitting it. They were like, "This absolutely was a cash grab, like one hundred percent." I don't think Boy, anybody. Did it work? Oh, it did work a hundred percent. I don't That's think anybody... an epic feat of marketing. Honestly, oh. to be able to capitalize on another success's success is incredible marketing. They did a great job with that. Yeah, absolutely. They Cunningham or Sean Cunningham, the director, he got the funding for this movie with literally just a title shot of Friday the Thirteenth, with like some glass shattering and stuff. He did not have a script. He did not even have an idea for what the movie was going to be about. He just had Friday the 13th and put it in an advert to try to get uh, funding. And he did. And then they were like, all right, let's start shooting. <laughs> Which, 
Um, by the way, do they ever mention Friday the 13th in the movie? Is they, that ever... they do exactly once. Okay. And they had to add it in because they realized that they never said <laughs> It's when I think they're like in the car, the two guys are in the car and the one of them just says like, oh, it's Friday the 13th and a full moon, like weird stuff happens. That's it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's that's an interesting tidbit in itself that like Friday the 13th wasn't like that didn't originate from these movies that Mm-mm. I guess I was under the impression that that started with these movies. No, I think Friday the 13th was like a legend of like, you know, bad luck and stuff much, much before that. But I, I genuinely don't know the origin of that. Let's look up. OK, I'm, I'm Googling it. <laughs> Um. Okay. Um. It's Western superstition. We knew that much. Checks out. So it's apparently unlucky. I mean, thirteen is unlucky. There's a Norse myth about twelve gods having a dinner party in Valhalla. Loki was not invited. Mm. He showed up as the 13th person, 13th guest, um, and arranged for a bunch of people to kill each other. So this major event in North Norse mythology caused the number 13 to be considered unlucky. So that's where the 13 comes from. Okay. So while there's evidence of both Friday and the number 13 being considered unlucky, there's no record of the two items being referred to as especially unlucky in conjunction before the 19th century. Mm. So it started in like the mid 1800s, 1830s, 1840s. Interesting. Oh, there was a novel. <laughs> anyway. All right. Um, you can blame Loki primarily. Yeah, that's actually interesting because I ne- I don't think I even ever knew why 13 was considered lu- uh, unlucky. Mm-mm. Me neither. There you go. I think it's a nice number. I don't mind it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what did you say? <laughs> One time I asked you what your favorite number was. Oh, God. And you said three. I said, yeah. why? And Katie looked me in the eyes and said, because it's not four. <laughs> that's I don't ins- like the number four. That's an insane response to that question. <laughs> I don't like the number four. You could have followed up with, why don't you like the number four? I and then did. I explained it to you. I did. You said, because it doesn't look good in Roman numerology. No, because I don't like crazy. it in Roman numerals. That's such it's- a weird answer. That's not it's normal. IV. It's IV in Roman numerals, and I don't like needles. You literally love liquid IVs. <laughs> no, liquid IVs. Or no, yeah. uh, fucking actual IVs. I don't. I don't like yeah. getting. I don't like getting poked. I really don't. Hmm. Hmm. Someone who doesn't like, like them. <laughs> my my weirdest phobia is, you know, my weirdest needles? phobia. No, 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 no. Oh. It's not even the needles because I can I can get shots. Shots don't bother me at all. I can give myself shots, like, in the leg. Okay. I can draw a dog's blood. Easy. I was a vet tech. I can draw a dog's blood. You don't like easy, needles? Easy. No, it's not the needles. Oh, what it's is it? It's something else. 
Am I? Should I know this? I think so. Oh, what is it? Most people comfortable know saying this on, on, on our live uh, recording. I think so. I would be interested to know if there are any other people like this. I don't like straightening my arms all the way. That really makes me uncomfortable. You have never said this to me before. Oh, okay. Well, Just most people know this about me. Most people that, that know me. How do you reach for stuff? I get a stool. Carefully. <laughs> yeah. If nobody's around me, it's, a, it's like mostly okay. If it's like exposed. It. If people are around me, like if people are like grabbing at me or something, yeah. it's not going to happen. I don't like, I'm getting better about Like, I don't think about it as much. Certainly. But you will not catch me, like, just walking around with my arms straight or, like, hyperextending my arms or, like... Interesting. And I don't like looking at other people's arms all the way straight either. And this stems from... Yep. This stems from growing up, I had blood drawn biweekly, twice a week. Okay. Like, at least. You'd think, though, that that would result in you having a fear of like needles and stuff like that it's interesting that it culminated in the actual arm being extended and not so much the process of what was happening to the arm you know what i think it is and i and when i say i think it is yeah and i bet you would um my a therapist not my current therapist but Mm -hmm. a therapist told me this once i was like oh my god it's because while your arm is straight getting blood drawn that's when you're anxious about getting blood drawn Okay. Not the pain. It, like it doesn't hurt. It's when you're actually in position to do it, and it's getting ready to happen. Okay. And they would always miss, so it was never one. It was never like a one and done. I'm oh. a really hard stick. So like four or five pokes every time I go in. Yeah, that's now ooh. I'm more, I'm more hydrated as an adult. So. Oh, there you go. I had only once that they like missed, but it was when I was pretty young, and I didn't like needles at that point. And I was like, we went in and my mom was like, hey, like, she's anxious. She doesn't like needles. And the nurse is like, it's fine. Like, it'll be quick, easy. Couldn't find it. She was just like, as gross as it sounds, like digging around in there trying to find my vein. And I was like, yeah, this is exactly the nightmare I thought it was going to be. Yep. But now I'm over it. Yeah. (laughs) I can feel the drain, like the blood draining from my face now. I'm just like, I don't Yeah. Hate it. Well, anyway, shit, I'm glad that I learned this about you. Yeah, that's crazy. No, don't tell any of our friends. <laughs> you know, <laughs> kind of. I'll cut this part out. I guess. <laughs> I guess half of the episode we talk about what I'm afraid of. It's gone. Cutting it out. What would the podcast be if we didn't go on a tangent at least once an episode? You know. Seriously, yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. Back to the the film. Right? Yeah. yeah. What? How did this all start? Are there even needles in this? Because <laughs> we were talking about the number 13 being unlucky. Oh, what? Well, yes. And then yes, you were yes, like, yes. the number three. Ivy. Yeah. Got it. We got there. You know what? It all makes sense when you map it out like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like we count or we wrote it out. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, what else about this film? Um... I messaged you this while I was watching the movie. Oh, yeah. 
it didn't age super well. Um, Parts of it did not. (laughs) Yeah, there are a couple things in it that were just like kind of threw me off. One being like the Native American representation, not ideal. Definitely not condoning that. Super racist. Yeah, yeah. Um, Second piece was the snake. Yes. That's a real snake. Yeah, those those two parts, I would say, did not, not good. No. Would like for not them to all. not have happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, movie would have been exactly the same without both of those scenes. Yeah, not needed at all. Mm-mm. But yeah, it, they did actually kill the snake. And there's a lot, there, there's so many different stories about like what happened that day. That I think it is kind of difficult to tell. I think what we know for sure is that the snake actually died. And that it, the handler was not aware that that was going to happen. I think those two oh. things are pretty much what we know. But there's tons of stories about, oh, he was sobbing while they killed the snake. And you can hear it in the movie. I don't think that's true. I didn't hear any of that. There were stories that he was trying to attack Henry uh, Crosby because he was the one that did it. Like the snake. Yeah. So I think there were like the handler was trying to attack the the actor who apparently did it. Some people said that um, the special effects supervisor, I think Tom Servini, he did it. He says he wasn't even there that day. So like I I don't know what actually happened. I think he did say that it was his idea because he saw a snake in like his cabin when he was sleeping. But he's also like kind of a master of practical effects. So I think I I am gonna assume that his idea was that he was gonna recreate that, not actually yeah just do it. He says he wasn't there that day. Like I don't know. So there's a lot of different things about what was happening. Who knows what actually did. I do, like, we know the snake is dead. And I think one of the actresses said that the handler was not happy about it. So, yeah, that's what we know for sure. No matter what. Not necessary. No, not even a need to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Totally irrelevant to the plot. Totally irrelevant to the plot. Yeah, no. And that also, I think, was, like, supposed to be, like, another little, like... I think not to Halloween where there's like a jump scare with an animal. I think it's a cat and like it's not actually what you think it is. But you didn't need to kill it. That didn't need to happen. No, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunate. Um the special effects supervisor. Yes. Is he the one they pulled from Dawn of the Dead? I think so, yes. That yeah, he, they, yeah they, he's like really well known for like practical effects. Yeah. Let me make sure I have his name correctly. Which is wild to think about after having seen the, the decapitation scene. <laughs> Are you sure you got the right guy? <laughs> I mean, I think we do have to give it a little bit of credit. It was the 80s. <laughs> yeah. You know? um, yeah, that's true. But yes, Tom Savini is his name. Yeah, he's worked on a lot of films. Um, But very much into practical effects. Yeah, Dawn of the Dead from Dusk Till Dawn. Machete. Worked on a lot of things. Um, Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah. The beheading scene was a little, you know, it was a little goofy. But it yeah. was the 80s, so like, what are you going to do? It was the 80s. It was the 80s. Ay, ay. Yeah. Um, what else? There's a lot, there's a huge, like, controversy, I guess, around the film about, like, the whole message that some people felt it portrayed of, like, sinners have to be punished and, like, so many people die after having sex. A lot of people felt that it was really sexist. Some people felt that the women's deaths were way worse than the men's. I personally don't see that. As far as, like, the deaths, I don't see that. I felt like everybody kind of died in gruesome ways. Like, honestly, the scene I think of the most with the deaths is, like, Kevin Bacon getting skewered through his neck. Yeah. So. I don't think that would kill you. No, but I think eventually you'd probably drown in your own blood. Yeah. Yeah. But, like. Well, I guess maybe he was stuck to the bed. Yeah. Because did it come from under the bed? Yeah. That. Yeah. I talked myself out of that one. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so that was a, like a general feeling that a lot of people got. There were like two critics who even like spoiled the ending of the movie because they were so mad about it. I want to say both of them like tried to give out Betsy Palmer's address as well, which is crazy that you're going to criticize a movie for being sexist and then literally like almost like attack a woman for like her part in it. Which Betsy Palmer didn't even want to do it. She only accepted the role as Pamela Voorhees because she needed a car. Like, so (laughs) wild behavior on their parts. Very unprofessional, in my opinion. Um, Yeah. But yeah, Sean Cunningham and one of his co-producers both said, like, that wasn't the intention, that people were reading too much into it, that it was just a horror movie. Um, It didn't have, like, an agenda. Which I think, like, personally, I kind of see it that way. I don't think that... They were really me. I think they were just trying to be like, oh, yeah, like teens having sex, teens dying, like whatever. I personally didn't see like a huge difference in gruesomeness between the deaths. Um, and not and not in the 80s. They didn't have an agenda like that. Well, maybe today. Some people did. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wait, are you saying sexism is worse now than it was in the 80s? No, I just mean, I feel like now hidden agenda is more of like. Mm. Yeah. And people nowadays, there's going to be a hidden agenda and things. I think I there definitely like. were still movies that were trying to, like, have a point like that back then. But this particular one, like, they literally wrote it in, like, a week trying to be a cash grab. Like, yeah. I don't think much thought went behind it. Right. However, that being said, and I think we kind of talked about this a little bit on our episode on Martyrs as well, is, like, at some point, does intention really matter? Whether it was, like, intentional or maybe subconsciously, like, if people got that message from it, like, at some point, your intention doesn't matter, and that's how it's perceived, so. True. Who's to say? Who is to say? Not me. I'm not the authority on it. Not yet. (laughs) (laughs) Yet. Yet. Um... But yeah, I love the idea that Betsy Palmer, like, just didn't, she didn't even like it. She called it the piece of shit. <laughs> she hated the right movie. Up. Until, yeah, like, years it. later, she would go to conventions and stuff after that and be like, 
I don't know who this guy in the hockey mask is. My son died in a lake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's the real villain. That's the whole bit in Scream. Yeah. Yep. Wild. Yeah. Wild that like none of the iconic stuff from this series is even in this movie. Yeah. That's what I was expecting going into it. Well, to be clear, I had already seen it once. Um, but before that, the first time I like, saw it, where the fuck is Jason? Whatever. Yeah, that's fair. The um, direct. The other... Oh, go ahead. Oh, me or you? You. <laughs> me. Oh, okay. No, I'm telling um, myself. Was... Go ahead. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know. Um, threw me off. Sorry. At the end. Hmm. When her name alice alice is the last one standing she decapitates mrs Voorhees. she's the last one standing my brain immediately went to she is getting accused of all those fucking murders yeah is that what happens in the next movie because it should no i don't think so um <laughs> yeah but yeah, uh, that was the first thing I thought of. Like, uh, I'm not, I don't want to be the last one standing. But like, what are you going to do? You're just going to let her kill you? Or like, oh, yeah, that's rough. Yeah. It's a hard one. But like, they had like forensics back then. You could probably prove that she had only touched the axe and not the other murder weapons. Or the machete. It wasn't even an axe, was it? It's a machete. True. So I think she she's fine. Her story aligned up with, you know, the forensics of it all. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Right? <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> I would overthink that. I would overthink that and mm. spoiler alert, I would not come out of there alive. Oh, yeah. Well. Yeah. But after so after the film's success. Adrian King played she played Alice um she was supposed like their idea once it began to be like a franchise idea was that she was kind of gonna be like the Laurie Strode of it all right she's gonna have multiple face-offs against Jason that did not end up being the thing she asked for her role to be like very small in the sequel and then just to not appear in the rest of them because she was stalked by an obsessed fan of the movie and yeah so she didn't do any other roles she didn't even make like appearances at conventions or anything for like almost 20 years after the movie success she just kind of oh my god peaced out which is so sad yeah that's awful no poor thing well yeah Price of fame, I suppose. Should it be? <laughs> no. no. There are so many celebrities right now who are getting, like, restraining orders and being stalked by people. Like, Drew Barrymore is the first one I can think of. And then Miley Cyrus has one right now. Um, what's his name? Interstellar. What's his name? I don't know. The main guy in Interstellar. Oh, Matthew McConaughey? Yeah. He has oh. a stalker right now. And they're all getting restraining orders. It's awful. Yeah. 
But the sad part is, like, a lot of them, I don't even think it's their first. Oh, yeah. Like, that's what's fucked up about it. Yeah. Same. Control yourselves, people. Yeah. Well, how scary did you think it was? One. Yep. Eh. Not scary at all. <laughs> Not for me personally, no. Nope. Um, I think it's a really good, like, thinking about it, I think it's a really good, like, intro to horror movie. Like, Okay. It's got kind of a little taste of everything. Yeah. It's not, like, obsessively gruesome. Which, by the way, Saw 10 supposedly is, like, the most gory movie ever made. And they always say that before a Saw movie comes out. Well, what's the other one, though, that came out? It's a, it's a sequel. Starts with a D. It's got a clown in it. The movie. Starts with a D? Yeah, it's supposedly like the goriest movie ever. It starts with a D. And it's a sequel. It's not the first one. I can literally Terrifier? Oh. Yeah. So Terrifier, which doesn't start with a D. It does not. um, That's what was throwing me off. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. No, Terrifier 2 is what people are... Are... Comparing it to? Comparing it to. Yeah. Okay. Is I've seen Terrifier, Terrifier 2. Too. Is it gore- gory? Is it? Um, I mean, I know what they're referring to, and it's one scene in particular, which, yeah. It's pretty gory. <laughs> Ew. Yeah, it's, it's made me flinch a little. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> um, so, well, yeah, if it's if it's on par with that scene... Probably gonna be pretty corny. <laughs> yeah, supposedly it is. They for the London premiere, I think mm-hmm. they gave out like barf bags, like airplane barf bags. I see that. I feel like it's just Billy's gimmicky. Yeah, that's I feel like gimmicky. they always yeah. do that kind of stuff. It's like anytime like a horror movie comes out that's they want to garner attention for. It's like oh, people were fainting in the theaters and people were walking out and throwing up. It's probably gonna be just you know another horror movie that. It, what rated R because it made it into theaters like <laughs> they wanted a wide release so yeah um reminds me of I guess I'll know when I see Infinity it. Pool please please <laughs> didn't even bat an eyelash and I didn't even bat an eyelash in Infinity Pool yeah yeah so that's why I always kind of take that stuff with a grain of salt but I am excited to see it I want to I want to like binge a marathon before I go see it in theaters, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All nine movies. Oh, boy. I love them. <laughs> uh, how sexy uh, did you think it was? Oh. Yeah. No. No. Like a two. Okay. Kevin Bacon's butt is in it. Mm-hmm. Which is fun. Exciting. Maybe even. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It's an old lady. You know? So the sexiness intrinsically is tied to the killer for you. 
Oh, yeah, I guess so. That's, you know. Yeah. Not to say she's not a good-looking lady. Yeah. <laughs> that sweater. Yeah, the sweater. Such an easy Halloween costume. Why don't more people dress up as her? I don't know. Why don't you do it? Maybe I will. Okay. Okay. I'll dress, up, dress up as Kevin Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> Just go naked. <laughs> Most of his scenes were. <laughs> I don't think I look like Kevin Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool, though, with like the arrow sticking out. Mm, yeah. Like dead Kevin Bacon. Yeah. And a blanket. Mm -hmm. For you. Welcome. Thank you. How about you? I also gave it a two. Oh, okay. For Kevin Bacon, baby. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. Yeah, it made me want to watch Tremors real bad. <laughs> He's in Tremors? I don't even know what Tremors is. Why am I saying it like that? I love Tremors. His best movie, for sure. Really? No. I don't joking. think anyone else would agree, but I think no. so. <laughs> yeah. Not, not a We've had a, a dry spell. I know. We need to get a sexy one on the, on the books, huh? Yeah, we've got signs next week. Yeah, which you've already seen, but you claim you haven't now, which is crazy. But. Well, now I have. I watched it already. You have told me on multiple occasions you've already seen that movie. And then no. last time we filmed, you were like, no, I've never seen it. You would literally said, no, seen it. you said in a Snapchat, I don't remember that part. Who says okay, that about a movie I they've never seen? No, you're right. You're right. You're right. I shouldn't have said that. You have claimed to have way. seen that movie before. My story has always been no. that my mom has seen it and she came home from seeing it in the theaters and said or and had to sleep with the lights on that night and she was yeah. just so disturbed by it. I'm going to find it because I feel like we were recording when you have said it before. Although it, I might have stopped it before that, but I swear on everything you have said that you have seen it before because How i even hours? no i even like moved it around in the schedule because i was like oh we can't watch two movies you've seen before and you were like yeah okay and i i have said this and then before. we did and then we did because friday the 13th and signs yeah but you never told me you'd seen friday the 13th either i watched it with you no you didn't I wasn't there if we watched it in Discord because I've always said like, oh, we've always meant to watch it in Discord and we never have. So anyways, the moral of the story is that Katie continually lies to me about which movies she's seen and which ones she hasn't. Well, you haven't even heard the kicker. My story about signs has always been that my mom saw it and she came home and she had to leave the light on and she was just terrified and like so disturbed by this movie. I texted her yesterday mm -hmm. after you were like, or whatever day it was, you were like, you've seen it. Or you said you've seen it. No, I haven't. I texted my mom. I was like, you remember that movie Signs? It was so scary. You had to leave the light on. She's like, what movie? And I'm like, the one with Mel Gibson, Joaquin Phoenix. And she's like, I've never seen that movie. She's like, are you talking about The Shining? No, I'm not talking about The fucking Shining. You were like eight when that came out. 
you have never even mentioned your mom in correlation to that movie before. You have only mentioned her when it comes to Silence of the Lambs. True. I'm just saying, all of a sudden, the story changed. <laughs> I... Weird behavior. Anyways, how fucked up did you think it. this movie was? A one. Oh, okay. Nothing? I didn't think it was... No. No. You, you know, thinking back, a couple of the jump scares got me. Yeah? Maybe I need to give it a 1.5 on scary. Okay. I'll give it a 1.5 on scary. Fair. Um, but not, not really fucked up. Like, And I think this is one of the problems that we're going to keep having is like, I'm just comparing it to other movies I've seen now. Had I just like seen this movie, if this is the first horror movie I ever saw, I'd be like, oh my God. He took an arrow through his neck. Oh my god! Like, whatever. Now it's nothing. <laughs> yeah. Well, fair enough. You do become immune to it. You do. You really do. Yeah. It's fun though. Fun to be immune. <laughs> really expands the horizons a little. Yeah. How about you? I give it a two. Oh. Not for any of the gore, for the snake and the racism. Oh, yeah, that's fucked. You're right. Did not like those. Would like to have not had those in there. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. Thank you. I should also change my answer to two. (laughs) 0.5 for the snake, 0.5 for the racism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woof. Yeah. You're right, though. It just goes in, like, it just, like, how fucking casually they did both of those things. Uh, yeah. You know? Like, and it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, yeah, like it was a different time or whatever. But people always use that excuse. And I'm like, you can't tell me that there weren't people who didn't think that that was wrong back then. People knew. Yeah. There were people that knew. So what's everybody else's excuse? <laughs> yeah. And this wasn't a very diverse cast, thinking back. No, it definitely wasn't. Well, overall, what did you think? Well, um, no Halloween. <laughs> Hard as they may try. Um, but I, I liked it. Yeah. I gave it a two and a half. All right. It was all right. It wasn't bad. What did you give it? I gave it a two and a half. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, I think it is iconic. It launched a franchise. It's not my personal favorite. I think some of the acting's a little cheesy. I think, you know, the story's not the best. It, they literally purposely borrowed things from other movies, so it wasn't a lot of things we hadn't seen before. Um, but I also think they didn't really care about that. They literally said they weren't looking for good actors and that they ripped off the plot. It was a cash grab, and it did its job and then some. So can you really be mad at it? At least they were honest. I can appreciate someone being like, yeah, I made this for the money, baby. We literally talked last episode about how we want to be sellouts, but we don't have the opportunity. So you know what? You can't be mad at it. And it is a fun ride. Sans the racism and the, the, the killing of the animal. Um, if you cut those parts out, skip past them, you know? It's a romp. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. Would you survive? <laughs> oh, yeah. No. 
I, I already spoiled this earlier. Yeah, you did. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm not. Surprised. I mean, only only one person does. And if I'm that one person where I'm the last person to survive out of 10 people who are now dead, I'm just ending it. Yeah. It's not. I'm drowning in that lake. Jason, take me. That's the end of it. Yeah. You? I think this one's tough. Because most of the people die, right? And most of them were kind of, like, taken by surprise, right? All of a sudden, they just had an arrow in their neck or an axe to their face or whatever. They didn't have much time to react and actually save themselves. So I think if I'm them, I'm dead, right? Yeah. If you were Alice, Mrs. Voorhees is unarmed for, like, most of their interaction. They're about the same size. I think I could take her. However, the chances of me being Alice in, in Alice's position and the last one standing are slim. So I said, ultimately, I would die. That checks out. Thank I would have called you on that one. Yeah, I think just uh, statistically speaking, I'm, I'm more likely to be out and about having a romp with my friends rather than just sitting in the thing alone waiting for... What was Alice even doing the most of this? <laughs> literally just sitting there alone well she the thing that infuriates me is that she like downs mrs Voorhees. mrs Voorhees is down and alice goes and just sits by the lake yeah couldn't be me if i'm alice i would have won and a lot fucking sooner than she did but (laughs) and then would have left like you think i'm sitting on the lake no way. Like eight Jeeps there. I'm getting one. <laughs> yeah. No way. Yeah. <laughs> it, th- they wrote this movie in a week and it shows. Yeah. Yeah. That's the title. That's the title. That's the title. There we go. We got it. <laughs> wrote it in a week and it shows. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's Friday the 13th. Happy Friday the 13th this week, by the way. Yeah, that's true. This Friday is Friday the 13th. Yeah, it's like we planned it. I know. And by we, I mean you. Literally a year ago. I literally did plan it. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I, I did. But yeah, well, I mean, we're filming this like, what, a week and a half ahead of time? Yeah. Two weeks. We'll actually be together when this releases. And on Friday the 13th. Isn't that crazy? Oh, are you scared? It just occurred to me that I don't know how to publish a podcast from Mexico, but we're going to find out. We're going to find we're out. Figure that out. You know what? If there's one thing we're going to do, it's figure it out. It's figure out how to do that in Mexico. That can't be that hard. I can bring my laptop too, just in case. But Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's really the only thing that we need. Yeah, if you're hearing this on Friday the 13th, we did it! We did it! <laughs> and if not, I hope you had a great Friday the 13th. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no. Anyway. Um, yeah, you already mentioned next week is Signs. Katie's already seen it. <laughs> I mean, now I have. I didn't pre- previously. She, this is the second watch for her person. <laughs> it was a surprise that Joaquin Phoenix was in. No, she knew. That was a surprise. 
No, really. You were surprised at Kevin Bacon in this, and you've seen this before, too, so. True. You have never retained a horror movie in your life. (laughs) No. Nope. In one ear and out the other. (laughs) That's why I watch him the day that we record. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. Uh. Bye. Oh. That was the saddest bye yet. Oh. Do a better one. Okay. Bye. There it is. (laughs) (laughs) The saddest bye of them all. (laughs) Wow, I'm really loud. All right. Well, that wraps it up for today. If there are any movies you'd like to hear us talk about or you'd like to traumatize me with, please let us know in the comments or shoot us a DM on our socials at Killer Cuties Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Next week, we're going to be talking about the 2002 science fiction horror film written and directed by M. Night Shyamalan, Signs. We hope to see you then. Bye.